Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co-host from Los Angeles, California, Joey No Chill Prano. Good morning, Andy. Morning, man. I'm excited about today's show. Yeah? I am. What are you most excited about? What what conversation? It's a good question. I don't know. Uh, The the playoffs, NBA. Dabo Sweeney, old takes exposed. That's... Yeah, that's a good one because I think Davo could make an appearance possibly on the show every time he's mentioned. Of course, the Suns making the finals is a great discussion. The Steve Ballmer thing, that's a whole ball of wax. I'm still watching that video time and time again and trying to decipher what he was doing to those men. And the one guy was pushing his hand away. Yeah, I think the Steve Bomber thing is like, I don't know. I want to I want to put this as delicately as possible. But like um, it's it kind of reminds me of like a, I don't want to say like a mentally disabled person. I more like almost like a child, like, you know, when a child like does something and people laugh. And like, maybe you're not supposed to, they're not supposed to be doing it, but they laugh. So then they just like get, they get inspired to like do it more often. They get like addicted to the reaction they're getting. Like he's literally like grabbing the inside of people's thighs and they're probably like, Steve, quit it. And he's like, he like, he like, I feel like their reaction was just like fueling him. Also, your team is fighting to stay alive fighting for a chance to go to the NBA finals. And you are doing like grab your friends, upper thigh gags. But, but what gag? what gag? My question is what gag are you forcibly digging the palms of your hands into the thighs? Like a Cosby bit. I mean, it's so rapey. Like, yeah. like again, I've watched it though. The guy on his, on the guy in Balmer's right is pushing his hand away. We've all done the thigh slap. That's normal. When you slap your buddy's thigh, you're watching the game or you're laughing. That's not a slap. That was a up and down, back and forth. I am digging into you. So weird. And the fact that when I, when I watched it, okay. So he's always like, yeah, when I watch the game, I'm like, did this just happen? And then my phone was in the other room, other rooms. So like, I'm grabbing my phone to post this on Dirty Sports social media. And it was one of those things. Am I going to be the only guy who saw that? And then I saw the tweets because NBA Twitter, I would argue, I want to hear your take on this. I would argue NBA Twitter makes me laugh more than any of the other sports. Oh, Twitter. yeah, that's not even a question. Like NBA Twitter is hilarious. And when I started seeing the takes on NBA Twitter, I was dying laughing. 
And I was wondering, is he seeing this the next day? Is someone, he's a billionaire, obviously, and he made yeah. all his money with Microsoft. Is someone pulling Balmer aside and say, dude, what are you doing? I know you're a nut job. You've always been known to be a nut job. He's and just like, looking it up on his ThinkPad today. <laughs> Microsoft. <laughs> Did you like the Andy Ruther deep dive, the ESPN version of like the info and stats I, that I posted? I, I don't know if I saw it. So I ended up quote tweeting dirty sports because I was curious when he celebrated the Suns. I'm sorry. The Clippers had just gone on a run and cut the lead 89 to 82. They cut it down to seven after the bomber molestation of his two friends. The Suns ended the game on a 41 to 21 run. It's hilarious. So after that happened, they ended up losing by 27 points. Incredible. Oh, What's that? Boat raved. Yeah. So hats off to the sun. I mean, Chris Paul, dude. Wow. He he that's that was the best playoff game he's probably ever played. And Petty King, right? Like he's he's getting all kinds of altercations. I actually thought, you know, and call me like a soft millennial, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm 40. I'm about to turn 42 years old. I I watched the 90s basketball. Boogie Cousins should have been ejected. He tried to fucking take his head off. He tried to. Like it's just because you know attempted murder is still a crime. Like he fucking tried to. And then Pat Beverly shoving him. Like, geez, Chris Paul going off got got under a lot of people's skins. Yeah, and I did not like the responses of Chris Paul acting. Dude, if you're shoved in the back and you don't expect it, you're going to have a reaction very oh, similar. Oh, oh what? People are saying he flopped on the push? He was pushed unexpectedly in the back. Hard. Yeah. And yeah, did he sell the boogie thing? For sure. But boogie tried to murder. It was attempted murder. And I'm not like a Chris Paul fan. You know, great player. Uh Seems like kind of a fucking shitty attitude. Seems like a guy who, you know, the reports are has been hated by teammates in the past. Obviously, he must get along with the with the Suns guys. Uh, This is finally a fit for him, I guess. He's a great player. I'm not a fan of of him as like a person, really. Um, But it really like I was surprised how I mean, the the boogie thing happened. It was like the game was far from over. And you're just like, I'm going to fucking murder this dude. Yeah. And then Pat Beverly. Dude, Pat Beverly is clown shoes McGee. I'm like so sick of like the Pat Beverly stopper thing too. Like who doesn't light Pat Beverly up? Well, he has his games though. And he has his moments where he plays well defensively. He has his moments where he like gets one steal and everybody goes fucking crazy. Or he hits like two, three pointers. I mean, let's talk about like the point guards in the West in like the past few years, like with Westbrook on OKC and Houston, Harden, Chris Paul, like, you know, this is the first time the Clippers have been to a Western Conference Finals. Who has Pat Bev been stopping? When has he stopped literally anybody? It ain't the regular season, Pat Beverly. And, like, you can show me all the, like, statistics of, like, the your field goal percentage against Pat Beverly. But at the same time, it's like, bro, if you're getting – if you're switching on picks, 
I don't give a shit. You're not Gary Payton. No, he's certainly not Gary Payton. He was first team all defense, right? I don't know. Was he? I don't know. He, he, so what you're saying is you think he is. What I'm saying is Chris Paul went for 41. So what the fuck are we talking about? True, but Chris Paul also had two awful games. The, the, the two previous games. Okay. Chris Paul. And, and then the people are doing the thing. Oh, like he locked Booker. For, first of all, Booker scored 27 points per game in the series. Booker after. also had a bad shooting series. He did. Yeah. Though. He also got, he also had to shoot with a face mask on because Pat Beverly broke his nose. Yeah. If Pat Beverly can force you to wear some sort of object on your face for an entire series, you, you too can only average 27. I just think like the whole, the whole, this whole Pat Beverly, like we have created a monster. Like uh, Pat Beverly's got a great fucking PR team. He does. By the way, I was a hundred percent incorrect. He did not make the first or second team this year, all defensive team. So I was wrong. Yeah, there is definitely a lot of hype around him. I think it's because of the showboating and because of the. But that's the whole that's the whole other thing. It's like, bro, you are the point guard on a team that just went to its Western Conference finals for the first time ever. Lost four two, got boat raced in game six at home. What like, how dare you talk ever? The move on Paul, that, that was amateur hour. That that push in the back, that is. Yeah, that, that was that was egregious. He does this shit all the time. Oh, okay, let and, me, and, let, let's, and, let's and by put the way, this way. real who, quick, can I can I what, say where's Pat Beverly on your list of points? You, you got to draft. You got to take a point guard. Oh come on! How, how far down the list do you go before you get to Pat Beverly? Thirty. I, I was gonna say, come on. Yeah, thirty-five, forty. Is he in the top fifty guys you would have starting on your point? No, point. you got to be able to score in today's NBA. He can't score, and honestly. The de- the defense is the the biggest PR stunt I've ever seen. It's like cool, you're a decent defender. I bet he's got Chrissy Teigen's public or publicist, you know. Yeah, it's in that wheelhouse. The push on Chris Paul and the lack of reaction from Frank Kaminsky is inex- unacceptable as well. How about the lack of reaction from everybody? Every single like, I just don't understand how they all didn't fight. Dude, if you're Frank Kaminsky and that, did you see the weak shove he pushed back? You are twice the size of Patrick Beverly. You tackle him. You literally tackle him and start swinging. Then also, then Frank Kaminsky's out. You know, Pat Beverly when, knew what he was doing. When's he playing? When's Frank Kaminsky know. playing? How many minutes did he play in that series? Only Frank Kaminsky. Dude, he would be a legend. If he tackled Beverly, if he just went full Frank the Tank, and put him in a headlock, yeah, he's, he's. I mean, it it was ridiculous that no one reacted. Where was Suns and Four guy? I thought he was going to come out of the stands, start working Pat Bev. Yeah, that's why Frank Kaminsky wasn't in the gangbang because he doesn't have his players back. <laughs> he was omitted from the gangbang because that girl was like, he doesn't support his teammates. 
I think Pat Beverly is like is the epitome of what's wrong with the Clippers team. You're you're fraudulent. You're a fraudulent team. That's it. You got to your first Western Conference Finals. Yeah, boat raced by the Suns. Well, to be fair, I thought the Clippers gave it all they had. They didn't have their best player. Yeah, that's fine. And I and, and you know what? My opinion of Ty Lue has changed because of this playoffs. I think he's a better coach than a lot of us expected or have given credit for. And well, I also... We know one thing. He's better coached than Doc Rivers. Yeah, and I also, my opinion of Paul George has changed. I'm, I've never been like a playoff P ironic playoff P guy. Like Paul George is a great player. I think he's always been a great player. He's a great two-way player. Can Paul, can Paul George be the best player on a championship team? No, but that's fine. There's a lot of guys who can't be the best player on a championship team. All there's all time greats who can't be the best player on a championship team. Yeah, I agree. And look, Kawhi goes down. Kobe Bryant, for example. Shots fired. Kawhi goes down. I thought, no way in hell they win that Utah series. They did. They fought hard in the Sun series. Paul George played very well in the eight games where Kawhi was out. So the pandemic, Paul, playoff, you know, P, all that stuff. I I think he played well. Yeah, he did. However, I don't like what he said about them winning if they have Kawhi. That's that's a that's a lame thing to say. I don't know if you but, saw that. I didn't say see that. He said, he said they, they he said they win that series if they have Kawhi. It's just such a I hate the what if game. Yeah. And, well, you, and also like, well, you know, you can play the what if. Like, are is anybody in this fucking series if LeBron and AD are healthy? So. I don't think LeBron ever wins the title again. I'm ready to call it. Okay. I, I just, I just I think, actually, I think you should call it. I think that'd be great. That'd be, that'd be helpful I, for me. A LeBron legacy guy. I'm kind of ready to call it. I just think with his age and Chris he, Paul just won. Chris Paul's like odds on favorite for finals MVP. <laughs> no, I know. But he's the same age as LeBron James. Yeah. They're both 36. I, I, I don't know. I don't trust Anthony Davis's health. I look at these young teams in the West that are only going to get better. The Suns are only going to get better. DeAndre Aiden's only going to get better. Devin Booker is only going to get better. Is Chris Paul going to be there? It's a good question. He, if the Suns win the title this year, Chris Paul's not there. They take their title. They don't, they don't handicap themselves with a $120 million three-year contract. Then if your boy ends up on the Lakers, is LeBron not winning a title again? Are we still LeBron not winning a title? Okay, if I guess, the, if, I guess if a the, lot can happen. If the Lakers shove all of their chips in the middle and give up three first-rounders and Kuzma and fucking, you know, two other guys for Damian Lillard. Look, I guess a lot can happen. I just... it's not even, To me, it's not about LeBron. It's about other teams and also Anthony Davis. Right. I have more I have more faith in LeBron staying healthy than I do of Anthony Davis. I have I like if I had to bet LeBron winning a title, I would bet he wins another title essentially 
maybe not even as the best player. I feel like LeBron can go full Kareem, change his game. Like, how long do we think LeBron plays for? Don't we think he's, you know, LeBron's certainly not five years away from being an incompetent NBA player. He's not Wizards Michael Jordan. He's not the GOAT coming back and embarrassing himself. Like, he'll, he'll be a competent player five years from now. If he wants to play. I think he just wants to break the all-time scoring record, which he which he should play to do that. Yeah, and he's going to. And supposedly wants to play with his kid. Well, regardless, can Chris, 50-year-old LeBron James be the best be the third it. best be stop the third it. best player on a championship team? Stop it. Pat Beverly's fucking starting for Western Conference Finals teams. What are we talking about here? I mean, these playoffs, now that we have the Giannis injury, that series is 100% up for grabs. We get yeah. the Trey Young injury, where it locked at 2-2. Where does that series go? Well, I mean, if, if Giannis is out and Trey Young is out, let's play that. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, I like the Hawks. Yeah, me too. The Hawks are less dependent on Trey Young than the Bucks are on Giannis offensively, defensively. Sure. I just don't think that there's a guy who can take over games for the Bucks. And I I actually think well, that, Chris you Middleton. Know, yeah. Is he taking over games for the Bucks without Giannis? Are we gonna have a big Chris Middleton with Giannis out game? I'm gonna say no. Meanwhile, the Hawks, sometimes you watch the Hawks throughout the year and you're like, they'd kind of be better off if Trey didn't shoot so much. Yeah. Well, I agree with your points, Prano. I, I, I do think it favors the Hawks if you take away the two stars. I just think the Hawks are more of a team. And we've discussed that. Right. And, they pl- and they play with that young kind of we got nothing to lose bravado of, of they have a team. better coach oh god food and holes are, bro but like god the nba you know who he looks like by Hawks, the way sons the nba finals it's fantastic you know who Budenholzer looks like I, I got it he looks just like the guy who delivers the mail to my house <laughs> i i'm like he he is a doppelganger of my mailman maybe he is your guy maybe that's what he's doing during the day he, he can't make an in-game in-series adjustments because he's also delivering the mail in rural cincinnati rural well you're like i mean you're not downtown cincinnati you're like in the you know you're in the burbs i'm in the burbs. that's not rural i can't even okay. i can't say that word he's rural. not walking house to house no he's in a little yeah so <laughs> he's driving his little mail cart yeah, but like my mom grew up in the sticks. Like that's farmland. That's I can't say the word. Say it. How do you say it? Rural. Rural. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm serious. I've never been able to say it. Rural. Rural. Is that it? I'm. I mean, I can't do it again. I know. Rural. Like, rural. It, 
Rural? It's R-U-R-A-L, Andy. It's That's not a that, tough like, one, though. Rural? That was better. Sure. Yeah, but again, I'm, I'm, let me, let me, I mean, come on. I'm literally 15 minutes from downtown. It's the suburbs. Don't you dare say I'm out there. How dare you, Joe Prano? I was but like, what'd you do on Saturday? Like seven, seven hours in the lawn. <laughs> like, seven hours doing yard work. It's it fun too. It's nice, man. Cicadas are gone. I'm sure you were concerned about that. But the cicadas are gone. I am. Case anybody wants to know, they've been gone. They only lasted 30 days out here. They've been gone, at least at least in my area. But they're they're done, so. So on to the next project. What will it be? Hawks, Suns, or Hawks, Buck. I'm sorry, or Suns, Bucks. Yeah. What do you want? Suns, Bucks. With with Giannis, I can't believe he might be back. That injury looked very brutal. It's amazing that the only like older star that survived the playoffs is Chris Paul because he doesn't have to participate last year in in bubble playoffs. Were they even in the bubble last year? Like, did they was was OKC in the bubble? Yeah, they were in the bubble. They lost. He made him to the playoffs. Yeah, but I'm right. Made bubble playoffs, but they lost first round. Yeah. But look, he's made every team better. They talked about it last night. I, I think he does get a little lack of respect in that regard. He's never made it to the finals, but every team he goes to, he's at least taken to the playoffs. He was an afterthought for me personally. It's like the Ryan Fitzpatrick of the NBA. No, because, <laughs> because Chris Paul is going to be top three all-time in assists. He was an afterthought when he went to Phoenix for me. And he's been able to get these guys to play together. It makes you wonder who is aware of that girl, though. Like, is the Phoenix Suns organization aware of one hundred percent the girl? Yeah, one hundred percent. And by the organization, I mean multiple people who have executive in their title for the Phoenix Suns know all about that. How can you not? Yeah, it's crazy. It's the kind of thing that gets sent around in like a. Sons slack one morning. You're like, guys, I got bad news. There's a girl claiming she fucked the entire roster. <laughs> You're like, oh god, why do we have to do this? Some 27 year old PR girls like, fuck my life, <laughs> and posts like a selfie on Instagram when a porn star claims she, you know, sexed the whole team. Face plant emoji crying eyes filter <laughs> that's why i'm rooting for the suns this whole situation is too i went to her, i went to her twitter again last night the amount of credit she is taking is so funny there are a lot of people saying that you are the most you are obsessed with this woman oh it's fascinating i i, I find i find it one of the i'm just gonna say it it's one of the best stories I've seen in a long time because of how they're playing. They played great in the bubble. They didn't make the playoffs, but I believe they went eight and zero in the bubble. Am I correct on that? I don't know. I think they went eight and zero. Maybe lost yeah. one game. They become a number two seed. 
They're mowing through teams. They're 12 and four in the playoffs. They're the first team that's ever made the finals after not making the playoffs the year before. This is a turnaround that we've never seen before. And it all goes back to the team bonding, which I think is great team bonding. I just want the, uh, I just want the Chris Paul, Kevin Garnett, post championship when he finally gets he's like where is the nut <laughs> you know i just want to say where is the nut <laughs> what about the nut miss steal a phrase from my good friend kg when i say anything is possible Except locating the nut. <laughs> oh my god, that's great! I mean, he couldn't miss last night. Yeah, State Farm's got to be loving this. <laughs> Seriously, though, I put all this that goes, money. This it, it all goes back to our conversation, though, like our our advertising conversation has anybody in history ever switched to state farm because of chris paul ever patrick mahomes aaron Rodgers. i was just gonna say tossing the other has a single person called up state farm and asked for the rogers rate a single one ever i was even thinking that last night like they had the they have the western conference finals last night presented by at&t like motherfucker i'm not switching my phone plan because you sponsor the nba playoffs yeah t-mobile used to sponsor the nba playoffs. i think t-mobile might have gone out of business well they combined with uh this is what i'm saying well it's not like us you know like we have legitimately gotten so many people to switch to miller light since our right. show is since our show is presented by miller Lite. yeah that but that's because you can tell we believe like i don't even know if chris paul's Uses State Farm insurance. Yeah. But the people know. The people know Joe Prano drinks Miller Lite. Oh, yeah. And you have, as stated many times, before we got into this amazing partnership with Miller Lite. It's the only reason we have this amazing partnership with Miller Lite. Yeah. Because I, I was saying I was sponsored by Miller Lite going back years, going back to pre-dirty sports i was saying that on the acoustic comedy it's listen have a dream kids and never give up on your dream my dream was to be sponsored by miller light and here i am yeah and 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 feel so good and you know what I, I andy truly when i when we get the tweets when we get the instagram dms and not and let me hop in real quick not just that we're getting podcast reviews great talking about miller light that that's how much people are enjoying, especially those who have converted to Miller Lite. I had multiple Miller Lights last night out in Hermosa as I watched the Western Conference Finals game. And it warmed my heart to know that there was some kid in a ballpark somewhere going, I'm ordering Miller Lite for Prano, doing this for the dirty sports, taking a picture. It's, it's, it's glorious. And 4th of July is here. Yeah. An American beer, an American Pilsner. The pools, the grill outs. Miller Lite has been the light beer with great taste since 1975. The original light beer. That's right. And that is what makes it such an easy choice. 
So next time you're getting ready to enjoy cold ones with your crew, especially this weekend, July 4th, go to MillerLite.com forward slash dirty sports to find delivery options near you, or you can pick up some Miller Lite pretty much anywhere they sell beer. It's Miller time. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories and 3.2 carbs per 12 ounces. You know, July 1st, Andy, is Bobby Bonilla Day. Happy, happy Bonilla Day to you. Yeah, no, not happy Bonilla Day. But before we even get into that, I want to make an announcement that from here, from henceforth, July 5th, which is Monday, will be known as Joe Prano Day in honor of my birthday and people everywhere drinking Miller Lite. I want to see your long 4th of July weekend, Monday, hashtag Joe Prano Day celebrations. Share it with me. Share it with at the Dirty Sports. Share it with at Miller Lite. Show me that cold Pilsner that you're consuming on hashtag Joe Prano Day. Did you just give yourself your own day? Yeah, I did. I mean, I mean, it's already your birthday. Right. And now I'm not about my birthday. I'm not a birthday guy. This isn't about me. It's not about me getting gifts. It's not about me, you know, celebrating me. It's about celebrating you. I want the people to show me that they are not celebrating me, but celebrating themselves via me with a, a Miller Lite. Just know that on Monday, I will be drinking a cold Miller Lite outside somewhere. Will you be celebrating similarly? I hope so. I hope you share it with me. There you have it. Well, and like Bobby Bonilla Day, Miller Lite will not be giving us $1 million. Yeah, social media has really made it tough for Mets fans. Every single July 1st. You know, Steve Cohen's getting a lot of uh, love today for like, you know, he he did a couple of different things. They're they're Airbnb being uh a, like a a room at City Field. He announced that specifically. He's he's like kind of like trying to find a way to like make Bobby Bonilla Day like funny and fun and interesting. He's gotten a lot of credit for it, but and good for him. It's better than making it the saddest day for Mets fans every year. But dare I say, Steve Cohen, you're overthinking this. Just pay him everything right Just, now. Just give him, cut him a check. Yeah, cut him a just, check. That's what I was Show, thinking. Cut him a check. Post a picture of the check on Twitter and put hashtag Bobby Bonilla Day is canceled forever. I totally agree. I was thinking that today. I was thinking the exact same thing. He's supposed to get money through 2034. He'll be 72 years old. He's 58 right now. Just cut him a check for whatever it is, the 1.6 million he gets a year. You have the money. You're the richest owner in baseball. That would be even funnier if they brought him to City Field and they handed him a giant check like you do when you win the lottery. Yeah. And they could be also with Bobby Bonilla bobblehead. You know, sell out the park. I just want to know who who convinced Steve Cohen that this was not the thing to do, that there's like good press to be had around Bobby Bonilla day. I know every year, obviously with inflation, like his, the amount of money is technically less and whatever. Like, you know, if you give it them all now, you're paying him more, but it's like be you are Steve Cohen is the Mets savior. And 
he should just start doing savior things. Just be like, we're never doing Bobby Bonilla Day ever again. Yeah. He's kind of gone the other way with it, which I don't love. But listen, he's not a Wilpon, so we'll take it. It's just so crazy how it's all connected to Bernie Madoff. Like, that's pretty wild. And, Bobby- and listen, Bobby Bonilla is not the only guy with these deals. Tons of other dudes have these deals. Hey, Ken Griffey Jr. is getting, yeah. I think, $3 million today from the Reds. A lot of these guys, even even some of the newer deals. Max Scherzer gets paid through 2028. I think Chris Davis gets paid like tons of money every year till like the same thing, 2035 or something like that. Mini Bobby Bonilla is uh, Brett Saberhagen for you guys. Yeah. So he, he, he gets 250 grand for 25 years. Sabes. Sabes apparently plays like men's league baseball out here. Really? I'm sure that's that's fun for anybody to go up against him. Step in. I don't the think plate. he pitches. I think he might play shortstop. At least that's what I've heard. That's the rumors. The LA Men's League Baseball rumors. Saves sounds out there sounds like a tall tale, maybe. Yeah. I found my. Speaking of some of the guys from our teams, I found the picture for me at age seven with Chris Sabo. Signed. Like I'm missing teeth because I'm so young. So you guys took a picture of you with Chris Sabo and then went back later and got it signed. No. So Chris Sabo was when after he, so he won rookie of the year in 1988. He was doing a signing right by me at the local. It's so funny to think players used to do this. He was doing a signing at the local ground round, which is a restaurant that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. And I got my, rookie of the year card signed and also you got to get a polaroid with him signed on the outside it's hilarious isn't that crazy to think like like think about something about someone who's winning the rookie of the year and you just go to a local restaurant and if you wait in line for probably not even an hour you get to meet the guy shake his hand take a picture of them and he'll sign stuff yeah i found i found a signed Bengals same thing this this week i found the signed Bengals. Anthony Munoz card and Bengals hat. Same thing. He went to just a local Kroger. I was in the first grade. Like that's so crazy to think. That'd be cool if they brought that stuff back. Yeah. They do that shit still like card shows and stuff, right? But not at like a local grocery store or local restaurant. Right. Right. I mean, can you imagine after, uh, I don't know with my name blanking. Pete Alonzo winning the rookie of the year. He's just going to the, the local grocery store in New York to meet fans for the three Dag- hours. The Dagostino. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. It's crazy. Well, we have to discuss the Trevor Bauer situation, which is not good. Trevor Bauer has found himself in a sticky situation. Buzzing. Is that the title of our show? Or are we going to get canceled for that? <laughs> Trevor Bauer's sticky situation. I'm writing it down. <laughs> so this one is. How am I going to word this, Joe? 
Well, you could just tell the story about what happened and then we could discuss it. You don't have to have to open it up with how am I gonna word this? Trevor so Trevor Bauer's a person. So a restraining order has been filed against Trevor Bauer from a woman who basically claimed he sexually assaulted her, physically assaulted her, but she also wanted rough sex from him. And what's so interesting is this isn't old. This happened in April. Right. This is a couple months old. This happened here while he was in L.A. Pasadena. In Pasadena. So, I mean, the what's, what's sticky about this situation is that uh, there's apparently uh, text exchanges, uh, conversations, whatever, where she's, where, you know, She's asking for to be choked and smacked and whatever. So then you have uh, a girl who's bruised and battered and you're like, how do we handle this? Like if you asked to be punched and then you got punched, where's this, you know, but that's, I guess, that's, I guess what the uh, investigation is going to find. I am certainly not kink shaming anyone who wants to get knocked around. But I think that you do put yourself in a sticky situation when you're on either side of this. When you're a guy, especially a rich, famous baseball player who gets yourself into a situation where whether like by request or not by request, you physically hurt somebody. Now they certainly have evidence that you physically hurt them. Now the, now it's a he said, she said situation or vice versa, you know, where she asked for something and then it went too far for her and they didn't, you know, figure out a safe word or whatever. So seems like maybe this is my advice. Certainly for Trevor Bauer is maybe learn a lesson about not doing this with absolute strangers. Uh, maybe have a better relationship with somebody. And by the way, I'm not defending him nor saying he's innocent or guilty because it's just too, it's just too convoluted to make that determination by me which I certainly don't have any of the evidence or any of the interviews or any of the whatever, but this could go, this could go really bad for him or it could go nowhere depending on what they find and how much it seems like she requested this stuff. Yeah. So everything you said, I, I agree. Like it's, it's complicated because it was rough sex but again, at what point did he go too far? She also went back to him after the first encounter. And I think that's important. I'm a firm believer of things are not black and white. And this is clearly one of those instances where two people can be held accountable. If he anally raped you and then you went back to him, what are you doing? And from her perspective and from his perspective, dude, if you went too far the first time you're letting her come back to you and you're doing it again. I mean, these things are as recent as May 15th. Right. So it's one of those things where it's tough to say, 
someone's right, someone's wrong. And I know, I know everybody doesn't want to hear that. I know if you go on social media. Well, also it, like, I, I mean, I read the story, but I didn't, I, there was, you know, there's a couple different outlets. I didn't read the in-depth thing. I read, you know, I read the ESPN story. I think I read an athletic story maybe about it. I didn't do a deep dive, but like, we're also at the, in, a, in a situation where they're going to have to do a lot like cops are going to have to do a lot of talking to a lot of people probably and find out what the fucking deal is. So like, it's ridiculous for anybody who's out there right now to say this happened or this happened. Yeah. Apparently there is a lot of evidence of him messaging her after the second incident, asking if she was all right. Which could be taken two ways. It could be, okay, then he definitely sexually assaulted her and physically assaulted her. Or maybe it was just wild sex, but he was still concerned. Are you all right? Right. Look, Trevor Bauer has set himself up really badly right here because he's been so outspoken and he's been going so hard at Major League Baseball, in particular Rob Manfred, and they got him. They got him. They got him right now. Yeah. And a lot of people don't like him, fans, fellow players, on a lot of his beliefs and a lot of his outspoken critiques of baseball, politics, social stuff, you name it. And here we are. It's, it's crazy to me that these people put themselves in the, these positions. It's reckless. I agree. Whether you're whether you're Trevor Bauer or anyone else, I mean, I mean, you know, Joe. It's like it's like whether it's that's him or someone like us. You know, if if a girl's asking me to violently do things to her sexually, that's when I that's when I'm like, no, I'm I I'm out because yeah. it's stuff like this. I agree. I what mean, the, that's what do the what do the Dodgers do? Is the question. The Dodgers he's don't do anything. The he's, Dodgers, scheduled, he's scheduled to start this weekend. Yeah, he should. I mean, he should. Like, like, listen, this is a situation. Again, it's like if this if the claim if somebody's claim was. I'm just a girl who went out on a date with Trevor Bauer and I ended up beat up. That's a whole other story. Just the just the facts that we know about this. You just got to be like, listen, we're going to let the police do what they do. Like, I. I I'm by no means a Trevor Bauer fan. I'm not defending what he may or may not have done, but I'm like, this girl goes, hi, I met Trevor Bauer at a bar and uh, Trevor Bauer beat the shit out of me after. Well, that maybe, maybe we suspend Trevor Bauer uh, in, you know, until we know what the fuck is happening. But I asked Trevor Bauer to beat me up and Trevor Bauer beat me up too much. I, if I, if I'm in charge of the Dodgers, I'm not like missing a guy start over that. Yeah. Until the police tell me we're pressing charges. So no former char formal charges have been filed. Now a restraining order has been filed. Yeah. So so you can't go near her. But again, I do want to reiterate. She went back to him after the first incidents. Yeah. We don't know when, listen, I, I don't even want to dive into that. It's like, 
listen, let the she went to the cops, you know, she went to the cops and now it's on them, I guess. She didn't go to Trevor Bauer and go like, I want this much money and blah, blah, blah. Cause the fucking lunatic probably would have just paid her. So I just don't know what you can possibly do in this situation other than to say, we need to know more of the story. Yeah. And I think again, anybody I, making- I, I, I've, I've read two articles about it. I don't have enough of a story to say like, what, what, what are we saying? If, exactly. If from now on, if a girl says this happened, that a guy's out of baseball. Yeah. And anyone out there saying he should be kicked off the team, he should be suspended, he's guilty, or on the opposite end, he's innocent. Just that's ridiculous talk. It's ridiculous talk. We we need all the information. And this is for sure a dicey situation. Yeah. That's why the right move is to eat an edible and have nice slow. <laughs> Nice, nice, slow, sensual sex. Sure. You say so. <laughs> what yes. about the 15 milligram nut? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad I'm not into that stuff. Like you said, not like, dude, I'm, I'll not knock anybody's kinks or anybody's fetishes. Like, dude, you do you. I, I'm very open. People can do their thing, but like. Not that anyone's asking, but I'll just say I'm not even a big slap a girl's ass guy during sex. Like, maybe it's because I have small hands and I'm like, is she really even going to feel it if I slap her butt? When we're going into these areas, I choke a girl. I'm like, are you all right? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. She's like, yeah, you barely got your baby hands around my neck. Can you get it? Can you get like a mannequin hand? We need, we need some real man hands. I'll be curious though, Joe, he plays in LA. He plays in a, a market that is going to want his head. Mm, no one cares. Dodgers fans. It's like, tell me what you think Joe Chabelli is doing right now. He's not like, give me fucking Trevor Bauer's head. He's like, oh, it seems like she's asking for it. Well, I'm not going to speak for him. He's also, maybe an outlier. I, I don't know. I'm just saying it's, it's, it's a, it's a more liberal city. He was defending Justin Turner. Justin Turner killed Tommy Lasorda. Allegedly. Allegedly. Going to have to throw that in there for legal purposes. Well, in other baseball news, which is not a fun discussion. And also in Southern California, Tyler Skaggs family has sued the angels for wrongful yeah. death. Again, it's a situation like me. Why can't two people be held accountable? Two people can be held accountable, right? But I, I never understand this, this stuff where he's given drugs but no one's forcing him to take the, it's it's not right that he was given drugs he might not know of but he also knew he was taking stuff he shouldn't be taking yeah does that make sense yeah but also yeah don't give 
like like it's one of those things where also like we're we're we have to, we're teaching people a lesson hey like don't do this anymore what the fuck kind of trainer is doing this like i mean yeah i'm not saying i'm not saying that they should be off the hook i'm just saying oh no one's i i, I don't think anybody's saying he's not responsible for his own death dude it comes back to the opioid thing and all the drugs that to me, that's a bigger problem. We're not even talking about that. I mean, I think the opioid crisis is being talked about in America. (laughs) It is, but I'm saying in this story, the bigger picture is, Hey, maybe we should fully legalize. Cannabis and also mushrooms things that are more natural that might be a good alternative to some of these drugs and they're not going to kill you i mean there could well, be an outlier i'm just i'm just yeah, saying there's there's a lot of that's such a bigger thing like first of all with baseball you know the rules of baseball are stupid there's a million stupid rules in baseball but then you know then we get to the bigger question in america why are why are certain drugs Legal and certain drugs aren't because of fucking money, because sure pharmaceutical companies have all the money in the world to, you know, pay fucking people off and have, you know, lobbyists and whatever. Oh, can can CBD cream do the same shit as this fucking stuff that we. Yeah, probably. But look where we are. That's not how. That's not how America works. Well, I know that and I know it's complicated, but I just but, the, but no but no one's on no one there's no one with common sense who's saying like, oh, you're wrong, it shouldn't be. It's just people who want to make money saying like we can't allow it to be. And that's you know, that's where our that's that's America. Well, I'll be curious how the long, wrongful death lawsuit would play out in these situations. Yeah. I mean, listen, the, a lot of times these are, you know, they, they settle them or whatever. Like it's it, to me, it sounds like they're not, but, but the angels released a statement. They're, right. they're going to fight this. Right. We'll see how long that lasts, but it's, we're a very litigious society these days. People don't want to fucking, you know, take responsibility for themselves and, you know, their, their son or daughter or whatever gets branded a, you know, a dope fiend, a fucking OD or like whatever. So it's like, it's just people scrambling. Um, I can't, I can't imagine, you know, my family suing somebody because I fucking OD'd on drugs, but that's, you know, not all, not all people are the same. There yeah. are people who fucking sue because, you know, they caused a car accident. It's like, you know, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. But that's just, again, we, we could, you know, we did, we did, why aren't certain drugs legal and other drugs are, and now we can do, you know, why do people want to be litigious every opportunity they get? This is America. Yeah. A lot of lawyers, a lot of lawyers out there. Well, 
on a happier note, college athletes can get paid officially today. They're get they are getting paid. Sort of. That's a that's a uh, it's a misleading headline. Well, the headline the headline is not from the universities. They can make right. They're not getting paid to play sports, and that's and, and by the way, everybody who's followed my uh hatred of the NCAA NCAA and their system and everything like I've actually never been in favor of people getting paid to play sports um but this is the happy medium that I've always said exists and why not allow it to happen let them be able to sell their autograph let them be able to get sponsorships let them be able to get jobs if they want yeah let them be able to be social media influencers let them like why not if you're there on any other scholarship you can if you're any other person you can the idea i totally understand the uh i I totally understand where we were 10 20 years ago where it's like well if i'm allowed to pay them for this why don't i just pay you know why don't i just pay a high schooler as an influencer extra money and i'm a florida state booster well that's gonna happen that's going to fucking happen. But uh, they they certainly shouldn't be slaves to the cafeteria and working out and, you know, basically doing every single thing, not just for free, but being punished with what they can earn as just a person uh, because they play sports. Do I think they should be cutting the, these kids a check for their athletic performance no because they are cutting them a check they're cutting them a check sometimes upwards of fifty thousand dollars a year in room and board and school and books and whatever so they are getting paid they're getting paid in the form of uh you know a college education but i i've always been in favor of let them make money off their likeness their name be able to get sponsors and boom here we go congratulations yeah now not everybody agrees with that no. So again, it's name, image, and likeness. And a lot of people have been getting paid. And I think it's cool. The stories ranging from people you know and athletes you know to maybe a smaller school women's basketball player to I, I saw some of Dion's players at Jackson State at you know the historically black colleges and universities have partnered like one had partnered up with a local barbershop. Like it's pretty cool to see. Yeah the avenues that these athletes can partner with, especially local businesses. Like that's a really cool story to me. However, like you said, you know, some people are not fans of this, including Debo Sweeney, who is on record about two years ago saying he would maybe quit college football if players got paid because he doesn't think that they should be able to earn any revenue off their own image and likeness, even though Dabo Sweeney is in the middle of a, I think $93 million contract. If I'm correct on that, $93 million. Should we get him on the phone to defend himself? Yeah, because everyone's going at him on social. I know he doesn't have Twitter. He doesn't have an account, but Dabo, the world is coming for you, including us. Yabo Dabo do. Yabo do. This is ridiculous. This is the worst thing ever happened in college sports. Can't believe it's happening. Listen, this is what sets me and Sabes and O from our players. We get money. They don't. Yeah, but Dabba, don't pay them. 
It's ridiculous. I get paid. They don't get paid. There's a hierarchy here. And then they're like, coach, 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 can I eat today? And I'm like, I don't know. Maybe we should stick with that cafeteria pudding. Unless you score a touchdown and I'll buy you pizza pie. You know, like this is this is how we motivate. Coach, coach, I can't afford the new Michael Jordan Snickers. And I'm like, well, maybe you score a touchdown today. Maybe there'll be a $50 bill in your locker that I don't know how it got there. Yeah, but Devin, don't know. Now, Davo, I would counter that. Your $93 million contract, which is. I'm an adult man, Andy Ruther. Hold on, coach. Professional business person. You are the highest paid coach in all of college football. I would argue you have achieved. Earned it. That money with the help of your players. So isn't it a two-way street that they should be able to earn? Players come and go. These children who I rear, I'm a breast assist, teach them how to poop and pee in their in the toilet instead of in their diapers. They come and go. Championships stay at Clemson. Deshaun Watson, how's he doing without Dabo? Trevor Lawrence, how's he going to do without Dabo? I don't know. When they were here, champions. It's Dabo. Watson can't even get a massage. Without me around. I mean, it's unbelievable. Listen, the idea that now I got to deal with influencers, guys getting sponsorships. Listen, what if what if they come into the locker room and one of the guys who's got an influencer contract tells one of the offensive linemen, hey, I'll give you $200 not to do that. And I can only give them $100 to do it. Now who's in charge? It's ridiculous. Money talks. And I have it, and they don't. And now if they have it, and I have it, well, then who's in charge? Probably not the old white guy who no one likes, who makes them run and sweat and stuff. It almost, Coach, it almost sounds like a, you're for almost like a modern-day slavery with, with that talk. I, I won't. I, I decline to answer on grounds that my answer may lead to my incrimination. And <laughs> um, please watch you know uh uh the 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 new q anon movie uh we support it (laughs) wow and and he and he's gone wow devil just hung up the phone yeah he walked he he left on the fifth dude he did not want to go down that rabbit hole yeah unbelievable he still thinks he should be the only one earning money yeah well He's a dirty old Southern racist. <laughs> now, the Reggie, I got to bring up the Reggie Bush thing because a lot of people are talking about it on social media. It is interesting. And and I've seen a lot of high profile guys, such as like a Jay Billis and guys who now have started tweeting in the last 25 hours saying, hey, you know, we, we go back on all the other stuff that we're doing now with statues and retroactively reinstating things or getting rid of things. Where are we at with Reggie Bush now? Does he get his Heisman back? But Reggie Bush just like got straight up money, didn't he? Didn't he get like straight up money from like the universe? Like what did he? I forget how he did. Didn't he get like three hundred grand? Like a three hundred dollars, three hundred thousand dollar house, but not like as a sponsor. They weren't like right. I mean, what he listen? Here's the situation. He knows. He knew what he was doing was wrong, and he did it. I think the NCAA is a sham has been for as long as I've been alive. 
Um, so I'm certainly not defending him, but like, this is, Oh, cannabis is legal. Let's let guys out of jail, you know, who moved hundreds of pounds of pot. It's like, you st- they knew they were committing a crime. I, I, clearly no one's more for the, like what a sham the war on drugs is. But like, my point is where does this end now? Do we go back and we give out, we get, do we give back those championships that we revoked from schools is, you know, are our coaches who are giving out benefits that they no longer suspended are is, you know, is Bobby Bowden's wins no longer vacated. Like, like, you know, we're just, we're just trying to unpack too many boxes that have been, well, you, know? you got to remember too, Joe, like they've, they've removed Reggie from the record books, all his stats. But, but again, this, I, I honestly don't, by the way, he tweeted. I, I, I'm, I'm looking around. He he tweeted since we started the show. And what did he say? He said, over the last few months, on multiple occasions, my team and I have reached out to the NCAA and the Heisman Trust in regard to the reinstatement of my college records and return of the of the Heisman. We left multiple messages with Michael Comer Ford, the president of the Heisman Trust, but instead received a call from Rob Whalen, the executive director, who stated that Mr. Comer Ford would not be calling us back. And that they could not help us. We also reached out to the NCAA on multiple occasions and received no help or got no response at all. So, like, for example, right now, you know, Bo Nix, Auburn QB, has a has a sweet tea nice, deal. Sweet tea deal, right? Reggie Bush didn't get his Heisman revoked because he did a deal with fucking Snapple. And they found out about it. He did. He got his shit revoked because he took a house to play football at SC. It's like it's apples and oranges. Yeah. That, well, by the way, that shit is still illegal. I mean, now my point with this whole thing is this is why it's a Pandora's box. Let's say you're a booster at USC and you want the top running back in San Diego to come play at USC. And you also own fucking a Honda dealership. You go, Hey, you're now a spokesman for our Honda dealership. Mm, And you also got to go to USC. Like, this is where we're getting into a situation where we can now hide. Yeah. Paying these guys off in other shit. But Reggie Bush didn't have a fucking name and likeness deal. Reggie Bush got paid to go to fucking. He would have. SC. Okay. He would. So he would have. And therefore he wouldn't have had to like take this other shit. Well, I'm just. Throwing everything out there. I mean, I mean, I, I'm just saying we're confusing two things, and this is where it's going to get dicey. The whole situation is going to get dicey because of these situations, but that's not what happened. So I'm not, I'm not pro Reggie Bush here. And meanwhile, I hate the NCAA. So like, fuck all, fuck all I, of them. I just, from my perspective, I hate that they got hit with the hammer, USC and Reggie Bush. And the book was thrown at them when we know so many other programs have done this and have also been caught. And the consequences weren't 
nearly as bad. That's all I'm saying, Joe. Yeah. Is that the hypocrisy of how different cases have been handled. And I loved Reggie Bush in college, man. Like to me, What, what wasn't to love? I know he was just so fun. And those USC teams were so fun. I wasn't, you know, this was even before either of us were in LA. I, I just remember I was in college and Reggie Bush was in college. And I used to love watching those games and it was primetime TV and all the celebrities were on the sideline. You know, SC football was the real deal in LA. You had all the mega stars going to SC games because they didn't have NFL games and the games were so fun and they scored so many points and it just sucks that he has Heisman stripped and we know so many other players did shady things and totally. And Johnny Manziel has now openly said he was signing autographs and making money. Why isn't his Heisman stripped? All I'm saying is that's what I don't like. Just give the guy back his Heisman. Who cares? Or give him OJ's. Was that sold? Where is where is OJ's? I have no idea. (laughs) Probably in a storage unit in somewhere in Orange County that he's like been hiding it from the fucking Goldmans. I think they got his Heisman back. I think he had to give his Heisman to the Goldmans. Yeah. It does open Pandora's box. You are correct. And it will be interesting to see how it plays out. And I'll be real curious how Dabo handles this if he stays a coach because it sounds like he doesn't want any player to earn anything. So if you're a player at Clemson and you want to endorse the local Mr. Bojangles down there. You ever eaten a Mr. Bojangles? I haven't, no. Have you? No, I never tell him in the South. I'm like, what the hell is Mr. Bojangles? I've, I think I've heard good things about Mr. Bojangles. I bet you make decent money there now. All these Bojangles, dude. All these places. If you, I don't know how it is in California around here. These places are so hard up for help. They're offering signing bonuses at fast food restaurants everywhere. Signs. Join our team at Wendy's. Five hundred dollars signing bonus. Join our team. Thousand dollars signing bonus. Dude, if you're in high school or college, now is the time to go work at. Wendy's and flipping burgers. Imagine somebody, a, somebody in California needs to get back to work at these uh, these halfway houses on golf courses. I haven't had an open halfway house in like weeks. It's like, yo, I need a hot dog and a couple of Miller Lights. We need to make halfway houses open again. Well, that's your concern. Yeah, and I'm and I was literally like, I was at Rancho the other day with Tug, and we were playing, and I was like, is this like a you know, is this like a minimum wage thing? Is this like a unemployment thing? Like what, like, is this, is this golf course really like one employee short? Cause they are giving away thousands of dollars in my money alone, not having these, this shit open. Well, I, th- I think it was, there were so many handouts and nobody was working. That's why I have a great idea. And if anybody out there is uh super technological and wants to do this with me, it's like, uh, I want to like, I want like a cooler that opens with like a Venmo donation. Like if like, so when I go there, they just have all my Miller lights in a cooler. And if I just Venmo address, you know, five bucks, cooler opens and I can get my beer out. Like it's an old newspaper thing. 
You know? Yeah. By I'm the like, way, oh, we're, we're just going to trust you. Don't take all of them. It's just Bojangles. It's not Miss. <laughs> it's not. It's not Mister Bojangles. Okay. I was way off. Thank you, thank you, Jay Lunds, for the update on on YouTube for that. It'd be great if you go in sometime and it's like they're like, "It's Mister Bojangles to you, sir." <laughs> I guess they sell fried chicken. Mister Mister Bojangles is my father. You could just call me Bojangles. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say Mister Bojangles, I turn around looking for Poppy. That'd be a fun show, a fun tour, and a fun show. What doing Bojangles? No, doing like fast food all over the country. You know, you have all these food network shows where you're eating good food or the hole in the walls or the place you wouldn't know about or high end restaurants. What about just doing a fast food tour? Bring back. Uh, My girlfriend just texted me and said, You're describing a vending machine. I'm like, Yeah, but not really. Like I need, I need there to be more elaborate things. Also, you can't have a vending machine that sells booze or else kids would be able to buy it. I bet somebody could create that. Yeah. Also, you know, you don't, you, who's putting like $10 in a fucking vending machine. I need like a whole, I need like a whole store that opens with a Venmo donation. Basically, I just need an unmanned halfway house that I can Venmo donate. I'm hungry now. Yeah. Well, let's talk of food and. Well, let's talk. I, we we did we did get a great food question. Isn't this a this is a great transition into calls? So that's a great point. We did we did have a good food question. Courtesy of Fat Jason Kid, who I just sent koozies to. Hopefully Fat you, Jason Kid, did you did you address it, Fat Jason Kid? I did. I don't even know his real name. <laughs> <laughs> I forget your name, bro. My apologies. I literally yeah. addressed it to Fat Jason Kid. That's completely appropriate. He left a great call, and if you want some koozies, drop a drop. I got I to gotta keep correcting myself. Drop a podcast review on Apple. Leave your Twitter or Instagram handle, and I'll reach out to you, and. I'll get your Addy, as the kids say, and send you two free koozies. It's that simple. Just leaving a podcast review. So we'll start off with Fat Chasing Kid because he's got a great food question. I'm really curious what you have to say. I'm not even sure how I'm going to respond, but let's hear it out. Hey, Joe and Andy. It's Fat Jason Kid. Um, <laughs> just asking... How would you build out your ideal burger? Like start from like the bun, what kind of bun, all, you know, like how many patties, if you're going to go with something besides beef, all the toppings, condiments, etc. So for me, I kind of go with the more of a traditional burger, except for I would use an onion bun, um, a little bit of Swiss cheese and two patties. And let's take off the tomato because a lot of times tomato isn't actually that good on the sandwich, and it's just kind of hard to get through. So I prefer just a slice of tomato on the side. So, All right, stay dirty. All right, Joe, you're building your ultimate burger. So this is, you know, he, he, he put a lot of things in there. So I think, I think 
important thing is like it all kind of depends on like like I eat a turkey burger from time to time. I eat a veggie burger from time to time. Um, I like blue cheese burgers, but like I don't like a blue cheese burger every time. Um, so I'm gonna go with kind of like standard. Like if if you were like okay, you can only like you can never order a different burger again. How are you ordering your burger? And I gotta say, um, shout out to Counter Burger which uh, is around LA, they Great. basically, they basically let you do this. And this is how I would always get my burger. I would get a uh, Hawaiian roll, like, you know, the Hawaiian like potato bun or whatever it is. Um, two patties. Yeah. Bacon, obviously American cheese. Yeah. Fried egg. Ooh. And then, you know what I always put on my counter burger? A little chipotle Fucking- sauce a disc of pineapple. And then I threw like a, they have like a ginger teriyaki. Did not expect that. So we got bacon, we got egg, we got pineapple. We got the ginger teriyaki sauce. We got two patties. We got American cheese and we got like the Hawaiian bun. It's kind of a Hawaiian ish burger. But if I had to, if, if you were like, that's the only burger you can order the rest of your life. I'd be like, I'm fine with that. Now I also like a blue cheese burger with like a little fig jam and some bacon could do that no doubt about it but that was that was always my counter burger offer uh order and i'm gonna stick with it you know the great thing about burgers is that there's such a variety you can choose from this would be so hard for me to choose one because it depends on the mood i'm the type of guy who orders all types of burgers now i like where your head's at with the with the American cheese. I'm, 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 that's, that's probably where I'm going. But if I go, let's just take fat burger. If I go to fat burger, cause you have a variety you can choose from. I'm going to do the burger caramelized. The, uh, the, the grilled or caramelized onions are huge for me in burgers. I love that. I'm a big tomato guy in burgers. Fat chasing kids. Not now fat burger. I'm getting the relish on it. And then when we start talking condiments, are we doing mustard ketchup mayonnaise or mustard mayonnaise or sometimes a chipotle aioli sauce? Bacon's great. I mean, if you came over to my house and said, okay, grill us burgers, we we have a limited assortment of sides. I'm going to do your traditional. I'm going to do... Bacon American, double cheeseburger. Yeah, like an American cheese, bacon double cheeseburger with tomato, but I'm going to grill the onions as well. Now, lately, and, and, and what I like is I like a mixture of the mayonnaise mustard for my condiment. However, Trader Joe's has this magnificent, what is it they call it? The magnificent sauce, which is basically just a Chipotle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry, Thousand Island. I've been putting that on my burgers. That's if we're doing it simple. But you know, I'm doing it simple too. I like. Uh, there used to be a place in back east. You get like it on a on a hard roll, like a proper hard roll. Oh yeah. Like, oh man, just like a simple double cheeseburger on a hard roll, a little ketchup. Boom, you're you're good to go. But yeah, if I'm going like, if I'm going in, are you doing mushrooms ever? Like I do mushrooms no, in no, burgers no, no, sometimes. No. I don't want mushrooms anywhere near my burger. Okay. And so no uh, mushrooms and grilled onions. Like even those, it like it has to be like right like i when in doubt i won't 
go with the grilled onions. But if it's like, oh, their special burger has grilled onions and this. I also like the crispy onions, like the, you know, like the, not like onion rings, but the ones that are like crispy onion, like laces. Squished yeah. on the burger. It's a good, it's a good look. Like a sweet onion. Are you crisp. doing lettuce and tomatoes? Lettuce, tomato. Yeah, it depends on my mood, but like, you know, not if I've got pineapple and an egg on there. I like the egg, but that's going to be more rare for me to eat that. And how are we getting it cooked? I'm going to do medium or medium rare. I'm doing straight medium because I, I mean, yeah, I like medium rare is good, but I, I, I feel like when I order things medium rare, they tend it's to too be rare. rarer than I like. So I usually yeah. just order a burger medium and just take like, oh, if it's a little more well done. I'll like, I'll survive. I don't like, I don't like getting into the burger in the middle and just feel like it's 100% uncooked in the middle. Yeah. And the well done F that man. Yeah. Same way with steaks. All right. Let's move on. Steaks, with, I order medium rare. Yeah, me too. Let's move on with another throwback dirt ball. Crazy eye Sam Bradford. Ooh, look at this. A couple of the great Joe Prano dirt ball nicknames back to back. That was a combo nickname. Give me some credit. I said he looked like Sam Bradford, and you said crazy eyes, Sam Bradford. Yeah. That was a that was a joint team effort. How's it going, boys? It's uh, Crazy Eyed Sam Bradford. Um, I've been dying to ask this question for a while, actually, and I think now is the right time since last week's discussion. But I think Kawhi Leonard is on the spectrum or has autism. I have a master's degree in special education. If you look at the signs and symptoms and the way he talks and how he behaves, I'm pretty sure he's on the spectrum. Um just let me know your thoughts. Um, condoms are for whoever the Suns have to play in the finals. Take care, boys. Bye. All right. So Arizona Dirt Ball, that's where we met him at spring training. Crazy yeah. Eye Sam Bradford has a, I did not know this, has a master's in special education. Now, I love you, Crazy Eye Sam Bradford, but I'm going to say, after hanging out with you for a night, I thought you might be on the spectrum. So there's a lot of irony going on here. Is that a diss? Maybe. So, you know, originally when he was posing the question, I was like, well, I'm not even going to weigh in on this because these days, you know, I canceled just like, you know, saying somebody's author, like, how dare you? The autism community comes out after me. But now the crazy eyes Sam Bradford has told me that he is legitimately trained to spot people on the autism spectrum. I will merely say that I agree with his diagnosis. Here's the thing. And, and I just took a dig at him. I, it was more of a joke because the spectrum is so wide now, I think. I feel like a lot of people could be on the spectrum, maybe even including myself. I don't know. Because when we were growing up, Joe, it was different in school. It was like, okay, that person has autism. Okay, that kid has Down syndrome. That kid has a learning disability, whatever. Now it's like everything else. There's such a wide range of spectrums, right? Whether it's gender, sexuality, learning disabilities, this sort of thing. I don't think anybody goes like he's on the Down syndrome spectrum. Like, yeah, there's an autism spectrum. This is, see, this is why we can't just help but get canceled one day. 
I understand what you're saying, but I think like ought to, like you still have to like this is why I'm simply agreeing with Crazy Eyes Sam Bradford because I think it's still like a medical diagnosis. There is a spectrum, and do you or do you not fall on it? Okay, and I probably agree with Crazy Eyes too. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, we have a that world. Was a Kawhi laugh for everybody. I know. It's just like, what the fuck is happening? We have a college World Series update. Mississippi, yeah. Mississippi Dylan. State has they they have won. Yeah. Congrats to Mississippi State, the Bulldogs, their first. Dylan title. called in from a uh like, you know, a wind farm the other day at the top of a light pole, and then slid into our DMs and was like, "Hey, like he, he called me. He was like, hey, you threw me under the bus.' I was like, threw you under the bus." <laughs> Is that where you were calling from? Is that is that what that sound was? And then my favorite thing, he's like, he's like, dude, I was the Dirty Slides College World Series correspondent in 2018. And I'm like, it's hilarious that you think I remember anything from 2018 at all, let alone things. Everybody who I talk to about dirty sports will be like, bro, I like what you said on the show the other day. I, was like, I, I, bro, I have no recollection. I describe me on podcasts as Will Ferrell giving the speech in old school during the debate. It's like, what just happened? I blacked out. Like, I don't remember shit. I say, he's like, I was your college world series correspondent three years ago on your other podcast. Well, Dylan, welcome back, buddy. <laughs> I hope this call comes from not up a light pole or under a bus. I support you being the college world series correspondent. Yeah. Dylan's been, he's been a listener of the show. I, I've recognized him on social. He's been a, Good active dirt ball for a long time. He DM'd me as well and was very apologetic. And I, I told him, dude, it's fine that you left some of the worst calls of all time because it was great to make fun of. Yeah. Like, no need, no, no need to apologize. And now he's left two calls, which I might also destroy right now. So let's <laughs> let's get to Dylan's update on the College World Series. And he said they're too long. The calls. official dirty sports college world series correspondent three years running. The good news is that you can hear both these calls. Great. Hey boys, this is Dylan, the self-proclaimed CWS correspondent calling from Nebraska. Sorry for the delay in the call. It took me a while to climb down off that light pole. I'm going to give you a quick recap probably just going to skip to the last four teams, talk about the NC State stuff and the championship that ends tonight. So um, the first four teams that were out, really irrelevant. The It was always coming down to NC State, Vanderbilt, Mississippi State, and Texas. NC State, as one of the three things you heard in my original calls, I picked as my team to go through it. They just had a lot of momentum. They took out Arkansas, the number one team in the nation, coming into the tournament. And I thought they were just rolling, and they were. They took out Vanderbilt in the first game um, on a solo shot homer, put Vanderbilt down into the loser's bracket, which was surprising because coming into the tournament, everyone thought Vanderbilt was going to win the whole thing. They have the two best pitchers in the nation in Leiter and Kumar. Anyway, so then Vanderbilt gets all the way through. We're going to the semifinals. They're going to have to play each other again, NC State and Vanderbilt. And as you already know, the COVID game happens. NC State has to bench 14 players. They had a relief pitcher playing first who had never had a at-bat this season, and they were going against Kumar, one of the two best pitchers in the nation. That kid that had never had an at-bat went three for three off Kumar. 
really close game, one to three. I can tell you here in Omaha, all the NC State fans, it actually pumped them up. They were pissed that they lost that game. So they thought we were missing 14 people. We'll be able to take them out tomorrow. And then the Okay, I'm going to stop here for a second. No, that's we're just getting to the good stuff. Okay, because we're at a minute. Well, I was just gonna, I was just gonna give him a recommendation, bro. If I'm, if I'm grading your paper, like, we gotta wrap it up, bro. Like, like we're 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 ninety. Dylan, Dylan, think about this. We're ninety seconds. I'm on the edge of my seat, and I know what happened. <laughs> we're and ninety happened. seconds in. Okay, I'll continue the call. Please. NCAA pulls a chicken shit move of announcing that they forfeit at 1.30 in the morning local time. So people woke up to it. I talked to a bunch of fans. We own a store out here. Um, that's why I'm out here. But I talked to a bunch of fans that had flown in that night on the red eye when they landed is when they got the news that their team had to forfeit. So, so that's some bullshit. NC State fans are pissed. There are conspiracies all over the place. There are pictures of Dr. Fauci wearing Vanderbilt jerseys, and they're all saying that it's this giant conspiracy. Okay, so that's the first two minutes. You want me to continue? Well, that that's just one of two calls. Yeah. Sure. My fucking mic just went out. Yeah, I can tell. Okay, you there? Back. Okay. Yeah. You you were inspired by Dylan to lose your mic. Yeah. Suddenly, I was suddenly I was doing the podcast from down a well. Okay, are you on the edge of your seat still? Because he's just now he's just I mean, not now getting the, got, now, the conspiracy now, see, theories. See, this is this is where we're at, Andy. Like now you're like, what is Dylan? The, Dylan's on the streets, Dylan's talking to NC State fans as they deboard planes. He's like, I Dylan Calhoun here at the <laughs> Omaha Municipal Airport. I'm here with some NC State fans. They just got off of Boeing 637. Guys, your game's canceled. How do you feel right now? They're like, fuck Fauci. They're like, who do you represent? He's like, well, I'm the self-appointed Dirty Sports College World Series He's like, I'm the Dirty Sports College World Series correspondent. The DSPN College World Series correspondent since 2018. How do you not know me? <laughs> They're like, are you the guy who called in on the tower and nobody understood a word you said? Yeah, that's me. That's me. Okay, let's get to Dylan's conspiracies. Sorry, I cut me off trying to recap this whole thing. So the people that aren't in on the COVID conspiracies think it's a money conspiracy. They don't want the small NC State team, the unranked team, to call in or to try and win it all. So they're going to go Vanderbilt and um, whoever wins out of Texas and Mississippi State. Mississippi State plays Texas for the second and third time, and they end up taking them out. We have the championship of Mississippi State and Vanderbilt. Everyone thinks that Vanderbilt's going to win because they have this unfair advantage of getting extra rest days for their pitchers. But – very first game, it's looking like it's going to go that way. Lighter wins the game, and it's a blowout. But then the next two games, Mississippi State just barely pulled it out. Blowouts in both games. One tonight, 9-0. to zero. Killed them, had a no-hitter until the eighth inning. It was going to be the first no-hitter in CWS history. And Mississippi State wins their first national championship as a school in all major sports. And honestly, they earned it. They were going crazy out here. The fans are going insane. They're probably going to burn Omaha to the ground tonight. Um I sent Andy a picture of the Jello shot challenge at a local bar. Every other team had like a hundred Jello shots. Mississippi State, as of today, was at sixteen hundred. They're beating the second place team by fifteen hundred. It's just wild out here. Um, crazy CWS, one of the craziest ones I've ever been to in my fifteen years coming out here. And yeah, if you didn't see it, you missed out. Condoms are for the Vanderbilt Whistler. He's the most annoying fan of the world. Anyways, sorry for those previous calls. Hopefully, I redeemed myself. Stay dirty, boys.
Andy, I thought it was spectacular. Yeah, he redeemed himself. To I be honest, to, can I be honest? Sorry, no, I didn't even really fully listen to the calls. I just saw the link and I was he like, gave us, fuck he gave me. Us, uh, he gave us updates on the on the, the Jello shot challenge. First championship in any major sport for Mississippi State, which, by the way, Mississippi State has a great baseball history. So, like, congrats to them for finally getting the championship. Will Clark, Raph Pomero, like, so many fucking greats that went on to play in the big leagues. Um, so yeah, the Bulldogs, congrats. And I like that they still wear the V-necks, solid look. Yeah. Well, it sounds like it was, it was mayhem down in Omaha and they were going crazy. He did send me that the jello shots. They were going nuts. 1600 and every other. Second place was a hundred jello shots. Fucking Mississippi State. You love to hear it. Well, I don't think there's much to do. I, I've been in Mississippi. There's not much to do in Stark. I've never been to Starkville, I don't think, but I don't think there's much going on. So they got to the big city of Omaha and went hard. There were like people make jello into alcohol. <laughs> I love jello and I love alcohol. So the idea that they are together, I'll take fifteen hundred, put them on my tab. That is the thing I do love about the South, how cheap everything is. Bill Cosby's out of jail. He's like, Jello. How about that shit, man? Wild. Yeah. He's on his way. He's on his way to Omaha to take some Jello shots. Jello pudding shots. All right, let's do one more call. It seems that the Coaster podcast is gaining a little steam, I think. Coaster boys? Yeah. Yeah, hi. Uh, I was trying to get a hold of the Coaster Bros podcast. I'm like their number one fan. The only thing I'm a bigger fan of than the Coaster Bros podcast is roller coasters. That I'm all big bites. Anyway, I just wanted to know, uh, what do you think about when you're on roller coasters? I like to think about, like, how if I had friends, it would be really cool if they rode roller coasters with me. And how I hope I am not making a dumb face in the photo that I always buy every time at the end of the roller coaster because they're so memorable. Like, how do you not buy those photos? Anyways, thanks, Coaster Bros. Man. Coaster, coaster Bros have their first fan. You're gonna be. You have to get him to write a review. Get him some coaster koozies. Yeah, I just got an e an email from Kings Island yesterday. I'm on their email list. They're bringing back Carnival. You know, a lot of Ooh. things because of COVID. Which is, are you starting a podcast about roller coasters? To be determined. Where you review roller coasters. I honestly I think you should go full Dylan and record your podcast on coasters. <laughs> we're going around turn four. It's pretty wild. First loop coming up. Ah! <laughs> Everybody get ready. Pictures coming. Hands up. My buddy came over the other day and he said he's got a family and he has a pass with his family. And he said, he said, dude. You thought the diamondback was anything with the 230 foot drop? <laughs> Sounds like we found your co-host. Yeah. 
He said Orion's 300 foot drop makes the Diamondback look like nothing. He said, I'm never doing it again. If you think the Diamondback drop was big, <laughs> let me tell you about Orion. Buckle up because it's a Kings Island rule that you must buckle up, but buckle up because it's a drop. I mean, they're getting so many free plugs. That's that's the new sponsorship for the Coaster Bros. And Kings Island is owned by uh, Cedar Point. You know, the, the famous one out of Cleveland. Yeah. They own a few coasters, which you can also do that. You can get a season pass to all. I think it's I think it's the company all is, Ohio parks. I think it's called Cedar Fair. And I don't know if it's just Ohio. I don't know how the many they own. Pass. Imagine those people can get that. Real Coaster Bros. Now, can Coaster Bros... Oh, you should forget koozies. You should have coasters. You should have yeah. coaster coasters. Exactly. All right. Those are the calls. We got some other calls. We'll get to those in another episode. We, we had some, some, some Tom's River updates. We'll get to that next week. Oh, yeah. We got to get the we got to get to the Tom's River drama on Monday. We'll get to that Monday. 310-359-8365 is the hotline. And you can follow us on social at The Dirty Sports. Again, if you drop a podcast review, leave that Instagram or Twitter handle, and I will message you for your address to send you some koozies. I'm at Andy Ruther on all social media, and that's it for my end. Uh, at Joe Prano on all social media, except for Twitter. I am at Fix Your Life. Uh, send me your... Hashtag Joe Prano Day celebrations uh, this weekend. It's a big Joe Prano Day celebration weekend. I want to see your Miller Lights. Tag me. Tag Miller Light. Throw in a hashtag Joe Prano Day celebration or just a hashtag Joe Prano Day. Let's go. I want to see it. Beaches, barbecues, grills. Is anybody putting an egg on their burger? Is anybody frying pineapple on the grill? I don't know. But if you do, wash it down with some Miller Lights. Happy Joe Prano Day, everybody. Well, we'll be live on Joe Prano Day. That will be Monday. So have a great weekend. Enjoy the holidays. Drink some Miller Lights. Spend it with your family, your friends, your loved ones. And as always, stay dirty.